Welcome back, football scholars, to another episode of the Student of the Game pod. As always, I am your host, Andres, and today we will recap today's biggest event in world football. That's right, Eric Cantona's cryptic acceptance speech. Nah, I'm just kidding. We'll be going through the Champions League group draw and my quick picks as to who will advance. But seriously, will someone educate me on what the heck Cantona was trying to say? Anyway, let's jump into Group A. Group A consists of from Pot 1, PSG, Pot 2, Real Madrid, Pot pot 3, Club Bruges, and Pot 4, Galatasaray. Now, I think the battle of top spot in this group will come down between PSG and Real Madrid. And to be honest, there are two things that will determine who will get the top of the group. Number one, is Neymar still playing at PSG? And number two, who can get a result at Galatasaray, who are very known for their home field support. In my opinion, I think Real Madrid will still get the top spot in this group, specifically because of the addition of Eden Hazard, who as a Chelsea player I know very much of and know that he loves, loves an important match, especially midweek in Europe. So he will guide them to that top spot. Now, PSG will get the second spot and they're no slouches either. While Neymar may not be there, they still have the Kylian Mbappe, who is only going to be getting better from his last season and obviously his performance in the World Cup. Cavani, who loves to score some goals, and Di Maria setting them up will also help in that end. So while PSG may be getting second, that does not mean that they won't perform later on in the tournament. Now on to Group B. From Pot 1, we have German champions Bayern Munich. From Pot 2, we have Champions League finalists Tottenham Hotspur. From Pot 3, we have Greek side Olympiakos. And from Pot 4, we have Red Star Belgrade. Now, this is a tough one personally. I think Bayern and Spurs both lack a little bit of depth. But because Bayern plays in a quote-unquote weaker league... I see them edging Spurs for top spot. Also, while I have Spurs finishing second, and it is a close second, don't sleep on the Serbian champions. I actually have Red Star Belgrade finishing above Olympiacos. Now we have Group C, or should I say Group City. It consists of Pot 1, English champions Manchester City, Pot number two, the Ukrainian giants Shakhtar Donetsk. Number three, Dynamo Zagreb. And number four, Atalanta from Serie A. So getting into this group, do I really need to even waste my breath? City will get top spot easily. And I just want to point out, what is it with City avoiding the big guns that are usually part of pot two? In 17-18, their group consisted of Donetsk, an unproven Saris Napoli and Feyenoord. And then last season, 18-19, they had Lyon, again, extremely talented but unproven group, Donetsk again, and Hoffenheim, who had a freak season to qualify for the Champions League. So I, I, I don't know what's going on because City gets these kind of beneficial draws in Champions League and in their domestic tournaments. Whatever Pep is doing to UEFA and FIFA... It's working because they are getting very, very nice draws. Now, 
for the second spot. I know most people are going to have Shakhtar as their second, but Fonseca has left Donetsk to manage Roma, and that kind of move makes me fear that Shakhtar might not be as well organized when facing someone like Atalanta and obviously Manchester City. So I truly believe that this young Atalanta side can be a surprise and snatch second from Shakhtar Donetsk to close out this group. Next, we've got Group D, consisting of Pot 1, Juventus, Pot 2, Atletico Madrid, Pot 3, Bayer Leverkusen, and Pot number 4, Lokomotiv Moscow. Sorry, Moscow, you don't stand a chance. But another tough battle for that top spot here between Atletico and Juventus. While I think both will easily qualify, no offense to Bayer Leverkusen, I personally give the edge to Juve because of, one, there's experience all over this squad. And that one guy, you know, the Cristiano Ronaldo, who just loves to score on a European night. Now, Atletico Madrid will qualify in second place in their usual form of Cholo just setting up his side to smother other teams in terms of his defensive tactics and approach and getting those 1-0 and 2-0 victories. Cholo loves a clean sheet, and Atletico Madrid will probably have the least goals conceded out of this group, but still giving Juve the top spot out of Group D. We've made it now halfway through these groups, and bear with me as we now look at Group E, which consists of Liverpool from Pot 1, Napoli from Pot 2, FC Salzburg from Pot 3, and KRC Genk from Pot 4. The champions of Europe, Liverpool, will probably top this group. While they will continue to struggle to usurp City in the Premier League, I truly believe that their Champions League dominance will continue. Liverpool truly plays systematic football. What do I mean by that? That not one player, while yes, they have standouts like Mohamed Salah, makes their team tick. I truly believe that they play as a unit, no matter who you have in there, and that's what makes them so dangerous on European nights. Now, for a second, I've gone with Napoli. I think Carlo Ancelotti has been here before. He has strengthened his side by adding center back Manolas and young talent in Irving Lozano to add to his winger's attack. And for the most part, this Napoli side has been together for a while. So while Liverpool will dominate the group overall, Napoli will be a good second place and somebody that most top group places will want to avoid once the elimination stage starts. And now to what's probably known as the group of death, the most stacked group and famously nicknamed group f We'll start with from pot one, Barcelona, pot two, Borussia Dortmund, pot three, Internazionale de Milan, and Pot 4, Slavia Prague. Holy cow, what a group. This is what neutrals live for. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath between Barca, Dortmund, and Inter. Like, I'm shocked that this many great quality sides are all in one group, and they all have such different styles. But alas, I see Barcelona getting the top spot because they've added some, some pretty good depth to their squad 
but mostly because I truly feel that Leo Messi has a chip on his shoulder this season. Last year, he promised the Barcelona fans a Champions League again, that the whole team had been dying to get another Orejona into their trophy cabinet. And they failed by letting Liverpool come back in the second leg and eventually winning the whole thing. This year, Messi came back with the same promise. But I really do think that he's going to go above and beyond to secure that first spot. Now, for that second one, oh man, this one's a lot tougher. Dortmund and Inter are both fantastic teams. And Dortmund has actually started the season fire hot. So... It's tough to choose this, but what I see happening is forgotten managerial genius Antonio Conte is coming back with a vengeance, and his 3-4-3 is ready to frustrate everybody. I mean everyone, and he will do whatever it takes to just squeeze out result after result to make it out of this group of death. So for me, it's Barcelona number one with Inter number two, And while Dortmund will get third place and get sent down to the Europa League, I'm going to say it now, if they get sent down to the Europa League, look for Dortmund to win that competition altogether. Now to a little bit more of a toned down group. No group of death, yet well balanced. We've got Group G. From Pot 1, we have Zenit St. Petersburg. Pot 2, SL Benfica. Pot 3, Olympique Lyon, and Pot 4, RB Leipzig. And like I said, talk about balance. This is probably the most even group in the whole tournament. And according to TransferMarkt, they hold the lowest squad value as a group in the whole of the Champions League. With that said, none of these teams are chumps. Instead, I want to applaud the fact that they've built such great young cores without having to really break the bank. Their scouts are doing a good job of finding talent, whether it's local or from abroad, and poaching them before the big giants get to them and building some pretty strong teams. Now, I might sound a little biased, but I have my boy Husam Awars Leon getting first in this group, while I have uh, Nagelsmann's RB Leipzig a close second. This is probably the only group that I've gone through where I have the pot three and pot four teams advance in the first and second position. I'm telling you, this is a very balanced group, and it's pretty much anybody's game. I just think that Lyon and Leipzig are the two standouts of the four. And last, but certainly not least, we got Group H, consisting of pot number one, my oh-so-beloved Chelsea FC, pot number two, Ajax, pot three, Valencia, and pot four, Lil. So, again, another very balanced group. But call me biased, I truly think that Lampard's Chelsea will turn some heads and get first place in this group. That's right, I said first, ahead of semifinalist Ajax. I know, I know. But think about it. Chelsea's team is going to be deploying a very high press. Uh, opponents can't really just target and Eden Hazard, as a lot of our new pieces can do a little bit more than what we're used to, and other players will get their chance to shine. So Chelsea's probably one of my dark horses for the tournament to to win their group, but I truly do think that Lampard can surprise uh, this group and get the first spot. Now, 
But number two, I've got Ajax. And yes, I know they lost the Young, and I know they lost the League, who are both incredible. But people seem to forget that their front three of David Neres, Dusan Tadic, and Ziyech remains intact. For me, it's a been there, done that for Ten Hag's Ajax, as they'll join Chelsea in the next round, getting second in this group. Now I want to finish out this UCL draw recap with some extremely early predictions. For my favorites, I have FC Barcelona and Juventus as the two teams that I would pick to win the whole thing. Yes, Messi and Ronaldo are getting older, but something about Champions League matches midweek under the lights truly gets the best out of these two. It's hard to think that the undisputed GOATs wouldn't be favorites in this tournament. They only have a little bit of time left at the top, top level, and I think that they're going to capitalize on that this year. Now, for a team that may be a flop, I'm going to go with Manchester City. The Premier League is tougher than ever has been, even with Manchester City as one of the clear favorites. Playing four competitions is tough no matter how good your team is. And while many have the citizens as favorites, I really think that they may get shocked and fall out of the tournament during the quarterfinal stage. It's very much like the VAR drama from last season. Someone is just going to have a very strong second leg and send Pep's team packing back to Manchester. And finally, my dark horse. Someone that you guys may be riding off sooner than other teams. And I'm going to go with Antonio Conte and Inter. Yes, his last season at Chelsea tainted his reputation. We get it. He played extremely boring football, didn't try to change much of his tactics. Many think it was an ego thing because the board wasn't truly backing what he was asking for to, to make that Chelsea side stronger. But in reality, Conte is a fantastic manager. And he's taken over a very promising Inter side. And not only that, he's added some very key pieces in Romelu Lukaku, who he's been wanting to sign for many, many years now, even predating his Chelsea team back in his Juventus days. He signed promising center midfielder, Italian Nicolo Barella. He has a stalwart and potentially captain to his side, in center back Diego Godin, and he just got Alexis Sanchez on loan, who again has been another long-term target of Conte, and who I personally believe is a player who's going to have a resurgence to his career thanks to Antonio Conte's tactics and his trademark 3-4-3. Now, that kind of concludes my UCL recap, as well as the little bit of very early predictions. I want to thank you all again for listening to the Student of the Game pod. As always, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SOG underscore footy pod. That's footy, F-O-O-T-I-E. As well as subscribing to the pod on your favorite podcasting platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and now most recently Google Podcasts as well. 
So go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you can get notified for every and each new episode of the Student of the Game podcast so that you won't miss out on any future content. Again, sorry for the lack of said content this week. I just got back from vacation and trust me, my girlfriend supports the podcast, but not enough to make me late for dinner. So with that said, we're going to have the weekend wrap up back as well as some match analysis. So go ahead and subscribe and stay tuned for the Student of the Game podcast. Thanks again, football scholars, for tuning in and we'll see you soon.